0: Welcome to Kropalu Perspectives, enlightening interviews with leading teachers, authors, and thinkers associated with Kropalu Center for Yoga and Health, located in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. I'm Portland Helmick, your host, and today I'm talking to Megan Nancy Buttonheim, founding director of Let Your Yoga Dance. Megha has been a lifelong performer and a teacher-trainer at Kripalu for 30 years. She serves on the faculty of Kripalu's Certificate in Positive Psychology program and is Director of Movement and Meditation at the Whole Being Institute. She brings her passion for the dance of yoga to everyone, even special populations that feel marginalized due to age, illness, or injury. Megha is the author of Expanding Joy, Let Your Yoga Dance, Embodying Positive Psychology. Thanks so much for being here, Mega.
1: It's great to be here.
0: So we actually know each other because you were a guest on a television show that I was hosting and producing around 2007 called What's the Alternative? And we shot a half-hour program. We led our yoga dance on the show, and we looked at the impact of your work on a woman with Parkinson's, if I remember. And it's just great to reconnect with you. I really want to thank you so much again for being here. Thanks, Portland. So for people who aren't familiar with your work, how do you Let Your Yoga Dance? What is it?
1: Let Your Yoga Dance is a joy-based and chakra-based movement practice. I like to call it a celebration of spirit, combining gentle yoga, user-friendly dance, breath, meditation, relaxation, and meditation in motion. It takes you through the seven chakras, the energy centers of the body, with world music setting the tone for each class. I call this where joy and fun meet deep and sacred. And our mission is to spread joy and consciousness throughout the world by transmitting body health, brain health, heart health, and soul health to all
0: populations. That's a really big goal. (laughs) Yeah, I know it is, isn't it? So I want to talk about the various benefits of Let Your Yoga Dance, but I I wonder first if you can give listeners just a small taste of what actually happens in a class.
1: Well, first of all, I tell students that everyone is a dancer. You might not be a professional dancer, but even if you're a couch potato, you can dance. And that means, if necessary, dancing in a chair instead of on one's feet. And as I said, we dance through the seven chakras to world music, and each – song corresponds to a particular chakra. The movement vocabulary in let your yoga dance is based not only on my lifetime of modern dance and theater but also in yoga postures that quickly become movements. For example, in the first chakra, I often guide people into the mountain or the half moon pose so they can feel their feet grounding into the earth and then I invite them to let their mountain dance perhaps by reaching one arm and then the other up toward the sky or swaying their arms and torso like seagrass in the half moon. And so we just keep moving up through these chakras. And as we move up the chakras, the movements and music build and change. So as we dance through each energy center, we discover the elements of earth, water, power, heart, joy, moving prayer, and then finally meditation. These chakras are really powerful. I think they're a great roadmap to consciousness.
0: So you said that your mission, which again is really bold, is to spread joy and consciousness throughout the world by, I think, transmitting body health, brain health, heart health, and soul health to all populations. So how does Let Your Yoga Dance foster these various types of health? That is a bold mission, isn't it? It, It's big.
1: (laughs) I think Let Your Yoga Dance offers a unique way to bring health to the body in a safe and energetic way. And the chakras, by the way, are aligned with the endocrine system so that Let Your Yoga Dance also provides a really great hormone bath. With brain health, Let Your Yoga Dance stimulates the brain in many ways. And I'm sure you know that research shows that whenever we hear evocative music, the brain lights up. Also, in different parts of my classes, I guide students in choreography because I want to get their hippocampus firing on all cylinders, that part of the brain associated with short-term memory. And then with heart health, Let Your Yoga Dance really is, in fact, an aerobic event that stimulates the physical heart. So when we're doing our rapid dance in the fourth chakra, which is the heart center, The heart is pounding because the feet are moving at all times, and we're simultaneously creating community in every single class, which then in turn opens the emotional heart. And then finally, there's soul health. And for me, a person with strong soul health has access to a deeper, richer, more aligned spiritual part of themselves. And in Let Your Yoga Dance, during the sixth chakra, we find soul health by going within, by dancing, our prayers, if you will. And in the seventh chakra, our soul health is enlivened through relaxation and then finally meditation.
0: And it really is for everyone. As I said when I introduced you, you work with special populations like people with Parkinson's, MS, cancer, the elderly, and others. How do you make this kind of movement accessible to populations with physical challenges?
1: Because one of my main teaching tenets is that everyone is a dancer. I want to make sure that those who feel marginalized in our culture know that they too can let their yoga dance. So we start all of our special populations classes in a circle of chairs so students can actually see one another. Some folks in the class might be able to stand and move their feet. If so, they can get up and dance standing up while others are sitting the whole time. It really doesn't matter because everything I teach standing up in a regular Let Your Yoga Dance class is easily modified so folks can keep their dance alive while sitting. So we begin with simple yogic breathing. And then we do the seated moon salutation and the seated sun salutation. And for those, as I said, who can get up, they can use the back of the chair to help them with balancing. And I also wanted to just mention that we do a lot of singing and toning together so we can really exercise our vocal cords with sounding. And also that really boosts up the joy quotient too. And when I teach a special populations class, many students report the same thing. They say that they feel as if their medications have clicked in,
0: but the only side effect is joy. I love that. It's so creative, Let Your Yoga Dance, the combination of yoga and dance and the chakras. How did you come up with the idea?
1: First of all, I came out of the womb dancing. So mom, wisely sent me the modern dance class at age four, and I just never stopped. And when I came as a guest to Kropalu for the first time in 1984, I discovered a dance form there called Dance Kinetics. And it was like a fun spiritual aerobics class, and it was available to everyone, and I loved it. But I needed to take it further. I wanted to bring dance and yoga together along with these fascinating chakras I was learning about back then. So I studied, I experimented, and then started teaching my first chakra yoga dance classes in 1986. And Let Your Yoga Dance evolved from there. And I've led my own teacher training since 1997. And now there are hundreds of Let Your Yoga Dance teachers in the USA and Canada and Europe, Costa Rica, etc. And the practice in our community just keep growing and evolving.
0: I mentioned also when I introduced you, Mega, that you're on the faculty of Kripalu's Certificate in Positive Psychology program. So positive psychology has also been incorporated into Let Your Yoga Dance. How does that happen?
1: I started my work with positive psychology and embodying it by studying the main character strengths that are brought forth in the positive psychology world. They're strengths such as gratitude, resilience, forgiveness, humor, and so on. And so I began to choreograph different dances with these qualities in mind. And the first thing I can think of right off the bat is in the third chakra, the power center, I might choose a character strength of resilience, which is really important in positive psychology. Many people actually think of positive psychology as... The psychology of resilience. So I often play a song for resilience called Bala by Wade Emory Morissette. And throughout the song, the artist keeps repeating the phrase, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> so I lead my students into really strong yoga-based movements and then let them go into their own dance of power. So that's just one example. I'm always creating new dances nowadays in order to remind the positive psychology students of their own signature strengths. It's really gratifying.
0: That seems so important to take something that's kind of cerebral, like positive psychology, and find a way to actually anchor it in the body so that it becomes a more visceral experience.
1: Oh, oh thank you for saying that, because I noticed that, I mean, a lot of folks in that world have been in the head. So maybe for a moment, pause from the question, where is the research on that? and look inside. The wisdom of our body is just extraordinary.
0: That's a really good point. One thing that I know that you're also known for, Mega, in your Let Your Yoga Dance workshops is the Grace Garden of Hearts and Souls. What is that?
1: Well, the Grace Garden of Hearts and Souls is my signature piece, and I call that a dance prayer. And although it's really tricky to describe it auditorily here, it's really carefully written and explained in my book, Expanding Joy. But in a nutshell, the Grace Garden is an opportunity to open the heart while creating community. So the group is divided into hearts and souls whose main intention throughout the whole experience is just to ask these two questions. Where am I needed and how can I serve? And so the purpose of this garden experience is to create a loving, caring community and to experience simultaneous giving and receiving of touch and care, and to remind everyone that often the slightest touch of grace, like a touch on the shoulder or a touch on your back or your hand, is really an enormous gift, and the Grace Garden is presently being led in pockets all around the world. I think of it as a small contribution to Mama Earth.
0: I know that Let Your Yoga Dance, Mega, is your passion extraordinaire. So what is it that you love about it that brings you such joy?
1: Oh, my. Uh, Well, I love so much about it. So let's see. I love how Let Your Yoga Dance takes the best of yoga and dance and combines two distinct practices into something really unique and special. And I love that let your yoga dance offers the possibility to increase our toleration for both exuberant joy and quiet joy. And I love seeing my yoga dancers light up and I love hearing them laugh and watching them care about each other while also going deep inside themselves. And I love that everyone feels better or even fantastic teachers included at the end of each class. And well, finally, I love that Let Your Yoga Dance is an outward manifestation of the world I want to create. I really want to create a world that's healthier, kinder, and hopefully a little
0: happier. Yeah. God, do we need that, right? Yeah. So as we're closing, do you have a final tip for people listening who might not be fortunate enough to attend one of your Let Your Yoga Dance classes? Sure. I have two tips. <laughs> um
1: <laughs> You can read my book, Expanding Joy, because in it, you can receive my 14 movement takeaways for free that are available on my Let Your Yoga Dance website store. And when you download them, you'll see me on video guiding all these movement takeaways. And another tip is that if you're feeling down or depressed, just put on a piece of music that you love and start to move and see what happens.
0: That is good advice. I want to thank you so much for talking with me, Mega. Oh, thank you, Portland. If you'd like more information about Mega and her classes and workshops, you can go to LetYourYogadance.com. That's L-E-T-Y-O-U-R, Y-O-G-A-D-A-N-C-E dot com. I'm Portland Helmick. Thank you for listening to Kripalu Perspectives. Kropalu Perspectives is a production of Kropalu Center for Yoga and Health, the nation's leading retreat center for yoga and holistic living, offering workshops, trainings, and retreats in Western Massachusetts. Visit us online at kropalu.org. That's K R I P A L U.org.